0: Okay, so in the middle of the tragedy of uh, the story of Nob, the Akarnian, we're holding in Shmuel Eileth, it's Ferek and we saw when Shoal calls the Akarnin and he accuses them of supporting David, which was a mistake. Shoal, even though as a king he had the right to enforce uh, the din that Mori ibn Malchus is high of but that doesn't, an important point to mention. That doesn't give a king carte blanche. It doesn't give a king free reign to decide to kill whoever he wants because he thinks that they are murder of they Alphurs. They have to actually be a murder of office, And he has to be able to prove that. And if it's uh, just because it's based on the king's hypothesis, it's his feeling, and there's no basis for what he's saying, then of course he's not allowed to kill people. And therefore, even if technically uh, the whole thing was a mistake because Dobby wasn't preventing him against but even if that would have been the case, Shaw would have to prove convincingly that the Kohenim, specifically the Kohen God, and other Kohenim, had actively helped David in his rebellion. And that wasn't the case. The Kohen's argument was that he had no idea David was a rebel. He only helped him because, he, only helped him because uh, he had thought that he was working for Shaul and was on a mission from Shaul. And uh, the fact that it wasn't the case definitely didn't incriminate the Kohen. And here we see this is like we saw Shaul's biggest mistake. And why did that happen to him? why that happened to him, Shaul was a How could it be that he came to such a mistake? So we saw it really last time, and I want to explain it, the There's a passage in Qohades. And the passage says, Don't be too much of a Rasha, don't be too much of a Tzalik. And referring to, he was referring to, to Shaul That Hashem sent a message to Shmuel Novi to tell him to kill the entire nation of Amalek. And Shoal said, How can I do that? How can I kill innocent children? And the goes, Yahzeh and said, al Don't try and be a bigger asari than Hashem. And don't think that if Hashem told you to do something, you think you're being more righteous mm-hmm. by disobeying And that was the one, like going to the one side of Shoal made the mistake. And then when it came to now the story of and and we see Shoal decides to uh, punish the entire city, so the Baskel came out the Al-Tir shaharbe do want You you wanted on one side to be Mirachim, merciful more than Hashem wanted. Mm-hmm. And it'll end up that you'll end up being uh, more cruel than halacha would have been out. And we understand that there's like a certain like, swing in both directions, but the zel is uh, one's connected to the other one. But in his explanation, on, in his question, why would they they seem to be opposites? Why would the one be uh, the result of the other one? In other words, a person has a bad middle in one direction, while it necessitates that they'll make a mistake in the opposite direction. And uh, there's a big side over here. There's a bigger side here. We need to explain it, and that is the Gemara says that for a person who has rachamim on achzarim on a cruel people, it's coming from midah it's not rachamim. Uh, let's explain it because obviously it's, uh, the people find it hard to understand such an idea. And we don't have to go much further than, unfortunately, our own neighbors. Right? If you, if you, somebody who you know is going to grow up to be your enemy. You're going to grow up to kill people. And now you're going to look at them and say, Well, Pooch, I can't, I can't kill that person. I feel sorry for him. It's not a sign of compassion. That's really cruelty. Because it means that you're going to let somebody live who's eventually going to turn against you. It's like, we going to talk about a baby snake. You know the snake is going to grow up and kill people. Kill it, it's a harmless oh, little egg. It's a little mm-hmm. baby chick. It's a tiny snake. Yes, but this snake has a danger, the potential to kill people. Kill it now. Kill it now while you can before it kills other people. And not to do that is false mercy. Not to do that is really a Hazarius because you don't care about people. You don't care that the snake is going to grow up to be a, a, a menace and a destructive force. And the same thing, you have a little Amaleki. He's going to grow up to be a Hitler. Don't have him, it's a sign of cruelty. That means you don't care about the innocent people he's going to kill. And uh, we have an own time, people who we can see. You, choose, you try to be kind to them, you're just being cruel to yourself. That's the, and that's why when, when Shol wanted to spare the children of Amalek, and so the Basil said, don't be such a type, it's not an act of tzidkas. Amalek, part of their nature is that they try and kill Jewish people. And you have a chance to prevent Taish suffering needlessly from them. So don't be the big side that wants to save them, it's actually cruelty. And where that was manifest is in the story of Love and Because that was, here it was a, a case where, besides the fact that we saw Shal's judgment was wrong, but that same logic should have applied. The same logic should have applied. If you, the person who always feels sorry for innocent people, so then then why did you feel sorry for the innocent children of the khani? They, they did nothing wrong. And if you don't feel sorry for them, then it shows there was never real compassion. There was never real compassion. And, uh, and that's why uh, the, it, it makes the mistake of not killing the children of malik all the more severe, because it shows it wasn't coming from a real Rahmanis. It was coming from a mistake. It was coming from a certain Sahara. And uh, this is why the one is so to speak, when we see shell who in a case even if even if his uh, accusation against Achimelech would have been justified, would it definitely wasn't justified against other Kohenim, it definitely wasn't justified against the Koenim's children. So we see that this shows that shell wasn't the big Achiman he said he was. And that just makes him even more guilty for the mistake of the mistake of not killing Amalek. Okay, so that's the... That's uh, the, the the double mistake Shaw makes. The first one is that he judges uh, Achimelech based on his own assumptions of the case, which weren't the, which weren't true. And the second thing is he, he didn't decide he decided not just to kill Achimelech himself, but rather to take revenge against the entire city of Lekhoni. So that's uh, that was the two mistakes Sholom made. Now, so what shall I say? B'yam had his soldiers who were standing around him, and he says, he tells, gives them an instruction, kill killed the Kainim, Kigam David, because they are supporting David, and that's for HaMelech himself, and for the rest of the Kainim, Ki They all knew that he was running away from me, but now Aznai, and they didn't tell me, so it means that they were supporting him too, and therefore all the Kainim should be killed. That's what he tells the soldiers, and to their credit, the soldiers refused. Even though they were given a direct instruction from the king, they refused to carry that. And that was the right thing to do. law is like a when he originally made the rules of the king, you listen to the king as long as he doesn't disregard the terror. When a king disobeys the terror, then there's no method to listen to the king. And even though these soldiers are risking their lives because they saw was willing to kill people for Shalai al And if they were going to refuse uh, to obey his orders, you could have said, you're also supporters of David and want to kill them too. To the credit of these soldiers, they were, they were strong and they didn't listen to the king's orders. They refused every single one of them. They refused to, to touch the crown. And once again, that should have been a wake-up call for Sha'al. Sure. If you see your, your own people who are loyal to you refuse to do something, it's because they hold it wrong. Then you maybe you should rethink if you're doing the right thing or not. And that that was also to show, so to speak, uh, discredit that he didn't he didn't consider that maybe that he was wrong or making a mistake. No, the so the king says to so Atta, you be the one to to, to carry it out of kavu he Ish uh, everybody, killed eighty-five Khadin, all by himself. He was the only one who was willing to carry out the decree. And Daek himself ended up being the executioner as well. Now, there was a, a double a double The first one was Rashmaharais Bog, and that's what so to speak originally uh, got Shael to want to kill the Khanian. And the second one is the fact that he actually did it. And there's no justification for that. Because the fact that Shul's servants had all turned him down, means that could have turned him down too. There, there was no um, speak argument that I had to listen because the king instructed me. Because you see, the, the rest of the king's soldiers disobeyed him and nothing happened to them. They could have done the same. And so if they chose to kill the koinim, so he doesn't have any, any uh, excuse, any defense, that he was told to, because he chose to he chose to, so then not just was he a Balashemura, he was actually a murderer also. Um, that's the second point. Another point, uh, which we see also, and that is, Doig, as we saw, was a the Russian lady And if that's the case, the fact that he agreed to do it wasn't just an act of bloody murder. It was also gave a certain uh, justification or, let's say, backing to the crime. You know, if it had just been some local rafiah, that Shaul would have gotten and said, "Take an axe and kill people," it wouldn't have made it justified. It. But if it's the Russian agent who's willing to do it, it means that he holds us to something which is allowed to do. And again, he was in the position to stop it. And Daik said, "Shaul, this is not the halacha. You don't know to do this." Shaul wouldn't have done it. But being as Daik was the one who supported Shaul so much so that he's willing to do it himself, so that's why Daik is considered even more responsible than Shaul for the You the ne'erakanim, and uh, that's why. They were so much more severely punished. They were so much more severely punished, as we saw, you got the ultimate punishment, the ayla khayla, <laughs> ayla m'aba. The khabit Chaim attributes to the Lashon Hara, which is true, but it was more than just Lashon Hara. It was Lashon Hara, it was justifying the crime. And it was actually, we know it to carry out the crime. Okay, so that's the, that was one thing. Now, the next point, there's no, you know, Kalim Hikoliki Kharif, the science of the 85 Kalim, but he killed. Uh, when they came to Shul, he then went and destroyed the city. Everything. Men, women, children, even the animals of the city. He destroyed everything. But uh, And the question is, what was the reason for that? Even if you're going to say the Kahnim had conspired with others, there's no reason to kill the ladies and the children. They definitely weren't responsible for anything. There was no hatza, there, no, there, no, there was no justification for that. And then once again, we wonder how could... People who are great make such a big mistake. And the second question is, what did the koinim do wrong? What did the koinim do wrong? Why, were they, why do they deserve this punishment? So the answer is, you've got to look at the long-term view here. And this is Hashem collecting a debt which He promised a long time ago. So Eliyakoyim. Right at the beginning of the Sefer, He told Eliyakoyim that because of their area of your sons, <laughs> of the whole family is going to die young. And we never saw that that that, that supposed curse that was given to Eli was carried out. Here's where it happened. Here's where it happened that the whole family of Eli, who were the family of the cardinal of Not, they all got killed. They all got killed, and that was a cure for the terrible the curse that Hakadosh Baruch gave Eli for the mistake that it was made way back then in the Mishkan, that the Kachidol Hashem his sons caused. Would cause the whole family to suffer, get killed, and this is where this is why we had So, as in every slurry in the nach, on the one hand, the the people who involved at the time are responsible for what they do, but at the same time, Hashem has the long the long term peshmer. Uh, Hashem has the long term Uh What he's doing, and we we that it wasn't so to speak something which there was no justification for. There was that. Uh, so to speak, standing debt, which the family of Aini had, and it doesn't justify what Daeg did. But if one wants to ask why the cronies deserve such a thing, it wasn't for now. This was the debt which was still hanging over their heads, so to speak, since the time of Aini. The only question is, why did David have to be involved in the Burlabaat? Why did David have to be involved in the Burlabaat? Because to some extent, he takes some of the blame. Because through him is what causes the whole story to come about. And we're going to see later on, that in the Navi that Hashem tells David and says, You have a responsibility also for what happened to Navi Why was David part of it? In other words, he was forced by circumstances to beg for food. Why would that be have what led to the way that the Khani were punished? told that it will show. Sorry? He told the Quran that he would show. Yeah, yeah, he lied to them. But the question is why was that something which, like Hashem organized, usually punished. Now there's one more last tremendous uh, connection. And that is, when we talk about how Eli himself died, if you remember that far back, what happened was the runner came from the wall to tell to the people of Shiloh, that the Kaiser had lost the war and that the Khafi and had been killed and that the Arana Khafi had been captured. And the runner came to Eili. And when he told, he was the one who told Eili that would happen. as a result, the prophet told that Eli fell off his chair backwards and he broke his neck and he died. Who was that runner? So Chazal said, so That was Shoal. That was Shul. Shul was the Isha, and he was the one who ran. And if that's the case, Shaul finished the job he started. He was the one who caused the Adiyakoyim to die, way back then, maybe for but but he was the one who gave Eli the news which caused Eli to die, and now Shaul finishes the job of destroying Eli's family and killed all the Karnim of Naf. Yeah. The idea that they they got punished for the crimes of Eli, or Eli's sons, I should say, uh, isn't something unusual. That's a, a recurrent theme. In Tanakh. Uh, Jeremiah says it the most clearly in the When he says, I'll be in the Father's sin, and they no longer here by Nachna, I've and we suffer for their sins. Uh, which means sometimes Hashem decides a punishment, and it takes time until the punishment is carried out. It could be the descendants, grandchildren, even later than that. Just like Hashem told Cain for the for killing Heber, Shiva Sayim come, the seventh generation is going to get killed. Well, what did that poor person do? Uh, to, to whatever it was, the answer is, the answer is that that's the way Hashem works. Hakadosh Baruch when He gives the punishment, so the punishment remains, so to speak, a on the family until, whatever the case is, that Hashem chooses is the right time to connect the debt. What the apostle says, you can't kill parents for children, is an instruction to beztin. in can't kill parents for children. Shbaruch, children for I mean, children for parents. A yom and that's instruction to the beztin. Whereas Hashem does do that. Hashem does do that and the, the question is just why, why does Hashem do that? What, what would be the reason that the children should get punished for the areas of a different earth? Mm-hmm. And the answer is the answer which we always in stories like that. And then a special, it's like the concept of a guild. HaKadosh Baruch Hu brings the people back to punish them. Hashem knows what he's doing. Therefore, he knows who to punish in order to collect the debts. Whereas the base did not necessarily see that, they just see the people. So based on the contestant, to punish one person, well, that areas of a different one. So Tula yeah. of Kain was a... It oh, could have been a Gilgal of Kain. It, it wasn't was a Gilgal of Kain. Wrong. It was kind of still a laugh. But there was a Hashem that Hashem had. That, that, that was that Tzikr that which had to happen, which he was responsible So it's has through him. Because a Gilgal makes more sense than a child. No? Sorry? A Gilgal makes more sense than a child. Right. right. A so I have Hashem works through that. He brings... When Hashem is back in a way that he wants him to get punished for things but, which happened but before. But a child was born before... We don't know. No. Uh, Gilgudim could be partial Gilgudin, but It doesn't work that it's a whole Gilgurim, a whole Nefesh. There's lots of in this, which there still talks about, in Gilgurim. I mean, just, uh, it's a scary thing to talk about, but we have other Tkufus who are Klayishol Saffod, and when they asked the people who knew Kabbalah and Nazareth, like, why is Klayishol deserve this punishment? It was the same answer. It's Hashem's collecting debts from a previous dove, and the best example of that is the not only, not only did they ask Stam, they asked the uh, what we said. Rabbi uh, went up and he asked Gabriel, and he said, Is this Xerim Neshmai? And uh, Gabriel, the Malach, told him, Because, yes, this is Xerim Neshmai. And why was this Xerim? What did they do wrong? The result explains, Because Asarim Gimalchus were the Gulim of the seven sons of Yaakov. And this was the time Hashemu waited to collect the debt of the selling of Yosef. And Yehud would be. A thousand years or more later, but Hashem uh, no, uh, waits. And when the time is right to collect the debt of the previous of Averius, so then he brings it into He brings it into the world, those people, the Shamans, into the world, to collect the punishment that they need in order to do a proper children. And there's something over here. The, the, the Xerio and Ali's family, so we, this is the time we find this miskai. Kafni and Pinchas died in the battle, but we never found that the whole Xerio that's for most of your family will die young, they didn't get miskain. It happens here, by and like I said, it's a tremendous, like a, so to speak, uh, we see a part of the hashkocha that Shol was the one who, who started the job, so to speak, and got to die and finishes the job and kills all the konyim, even though that was something he wasn't responsible for because he didn't expect that to happen, but Lemaitre, he was obviously the agent Hashem used in order to carry that. Is there an explanation why? You show the You'll still see we'll have to go a bit and talk, we'll talk about that. Now, the what was the thing? As as much as it was wrong, and as much as it was the Khashman of Hashem to, so to speak, to take to, to pay back or the affairs of the family of Aidi, but there must have been some logic involved of why they would kill the whole city. Well how could they justify that? What was the killing, yeah, what was the explanation for it? He said, killing the other 85 male, the men kind him. So he tells him. He says, you didn't tell me that David came to You're obviously conspiring against me. So he had, as, as flimsy an excuse as it was, it was something. When we come to the rest of the city, the women and the children and the animals, what what kind of hatter is there? What, what is he thinking? What, what's the hatter to, to to kill everybody? He wiped them out better than he wiped out our mother. You spoke about that before. Right. That it was, uh, this was the lesson in the Shemaim, which is, you thought you were sweet, so merciful, to him, like, look what you are going to do yourself. But uh, what was the question So I saw the Mephotim say a very interesting thing, and I need an explanation. The, uh, the Mephotim would say that he decided that the dinner of Noah is the dinner of Aaron Dachas. And just like the dinner of Aaron Dachas is everything in the city gets destroyed, so he decided to give Nova the dinner of Aaron Yudachas. Now, why? The dinner of Irani Dachas is where most people in the city serve a the Zara. No one was serving a the they were kind of Hashem. So what right could he have to judge it the same way as the Irani Dachas? So, Kanireh, and this is again, Daig as the one who gave the Psaq for it, his I'll tell you what his thought process was, even though it's not the Halakha. And like we said, Daig was responsible for mass murder, which is one of the reasons he lost his Alam But if you have to explain what the Gisayid was, and that is, when the Torah talks about the Aaron Eidahas, like this. If you have a few people, a minority of the city, who serving away the Zara, you kill them. If you have a majority of the people in the city serving of the Zara, then you destroy the city. Why? Because, like MacMarsons in Hebrew, if, if I to tell them that the brought an never be rebuilt, the man will will be wrong. If it's a, 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 a crime so bad that a rogue city, uh, also with desire you want it to be a, li- a not a living memorial, but a lasting memorial, to what happens to the people of are desert. And that's why we put in the city and it remains like a child, landscape on the map of this is what happens to the people who desert. Now, that then applies only for all If most of the city were doing another Averia, even if it's an Area which deserves a capital punishment, we don't find a similar thing. We don't find uh, that the were other cities, for example, it uh, says about the Gilad In Gilad, there were lots of murderers. Even had most of the city be murderers, we don't find the there of only for murderers or for uh, any other area which, or any other area which would be Mikhail Mesut, the But, can you, really you understood that there's an idea of making, of destroying the city as a, as a warning, as a, so to speak, something with that the Manishma Bureau, If that's the case. If, if you have a city where most of the people he held, most of the people are, against the king, so then, a, just like the king has the right to kill people for conspiring against him, and so that's the same thing, the king has the right to make here And that's what he did. He destroys everybody in the city, and uh, that as a reminder, or as a warning of what happens to people who disobey the king. Now, that was a mistake. Obviously, it doesn't apply to the king, it doesn't apply to do the king, besides which there's nothing And that is, even in the here we don't kill innocent people. Iran Dachas, we kill the people who are guilty and we destroy the city and all the money in the city. We don't kill the innocent people. And here he did do that. Here he killed the children as well. That's worse than Irunidachas. There's no there's no reason for that. And that was a, uh, that was uh, like I said, it added to to the the, the enormity of the crime of Daeq. Now, as much as he tried to kill everybody, one child, one son of Akhimelech escapes, which is His name is Abiyasar. Where is he going to go? The only people who will protect him would be David. So he runs from the city and he manages to reach uh, David's so to speak, uh, in Haringi, safely. A young David. And Abiyasar tells David, exactly what happened. So, David tells Abiyasar, Yadati I knew in the day that I was enough, Kisham Doyigah and I saw Doyigah was there, and now Kihagid Yagid Asholit Tal and David takes responsibility. He says, "I was the one who caused everything which happened to the, all the fa- your whole fa- your whole family, your whole your whole father's house." And i we said so before we have to explain why the intervention forget why David was uh, so to speak caught up in the story, why he would be the one who would cause the crime to get killed. Anyway, David tells Tavyasa, So always to stay with me because the same person who wants to kill me wants to kill you. It's my job to look after you. It's my job to look after you. That was the guarantee David made Tavyasa. And it's an interesting thing David kept this uh, until the very end of his life. Until the very end of his life. The last incident we have in David's life is when his son, Adaniyahu, tries to. Proclaim himself a king, and and then Yahoo, so to speak, gathers to his side a few of the of, of the so to speak the most faithful people to David, so to speak, to support his claim for the throne. The general Yehovah and Shreya and Yossar the same Yossar over here, and and uh, Shimi, one of David's advisors, and he uses them to so to speak to support him in his self-proclaimed monarchy. Mm-hmm. And David is very against it. David promised Shlomo the kingship. And David insists and ensures that Shlomo is going to become the king. But then before David dies, he gives... It's actually after... Before David dies, he gives Shlomo instructions. What to do with all the conspirators against him, And he says uh, what, to, to, to kill Yav and to kill Shimi, And all the other people find a way to do that to Shlomo. The one person doesn't mention is the even Avyasar also joined, uh, so to speak, mm-hmm. the, the the rebel army of Adani he doesn't say a word about him. Why? Because David promised him, here, yeah, I'm going to look after you. And because that, David kept his promise. And even uh, at the end, he had tainas on Avyasar, but the he never did anything to him. So he protected him until the end of his life. That was a continuation of the guarantee that he made him of the year.